the vibes! Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24. Once again, so overwhelmed with how many of you are showing love. Us coming up in your top podcast for the year on the Spotify Wrap. Big up to all of you. Myself, Mamuzi here, alongside me as always is a three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how you doing, brother? Real name, no gimmicks, no gimmicks. You coming with the scully today, huh? You coming with the scully today. <laughs> it's cold. BJ, it's zero oh, wow. degrees here in London. It's oh, wow. ze- They say it might snow tomorrow. It's a cold world. So oh. we're going to heat it up the right way. It's that time of the week. It's a Friday, and you know what that means. We're answering questions from our amazing oh. Discord community. If you're not a member yet, make sure you hit the link in the description. Join us. You can put your questions in for the show. Let's dive straight in. We talked about the Pistons this week. And uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was thinking of you last night as I was watching the game. Yep. I was thinking of you. Mm. <laughs> well, there's two piston questions here one from okay. Zubair and one from Josh93. Zubair says, Will Monty last until the end of the season? And I think Absolutely. that's a pretty simple answer Absolutely. because he's one of the highest paid coaches in the NBA. They're not going to pay him not to coach a team. And I don't think bringing in any other coach is suddenly going to make them win a bunch of games. But Josh93's question says, should Detroit try and make a big move before the trade deadline to surround Cade, Osar, Duran with some quality shooting and experience to speed the process up with such a young group and little to no direction at the moment? Well, you know, Mo, that, that question is packed. I mean, we could literally spend a whole hour just on that question here. <laughs> However, let's get. Do I think they're gonna? Monty is gonna be there. Okay, if he's not the highest paid, he's certainly in the top five highest paid coaches. So he's gonna be there. I think it's important for our Detroit Pistons. No, no, no your Detroit Pistons. Our Detroit Pistons. Your Detroit Pistons. To do the following: first, you're gonna have to make a self evaluation. Who is your core group? moving forward, who are the players that you're going to move forward with this process? And then once they do that, then begin to surround them with the players as they see fit. Now, the obvious right now is shooting, so forth and so on. Mo, just because it seems like we've been talking about it all week, you know what I like to do when I build a team. Defense. Defense. So... I think for them and the organization, they're going to have to figure out who, first of all, you got to know your, you got to know your team better than anyone else. Now, I don't know who's the right guy to keep. I'm not there in practice. I'm not there watching every game. I'm not traveling with the team. So I think the first thing is, yes, winning is important. However, you're trying to build a team. So figure that out. Get to the core of who are going to be those three, four, five guys, and then begin to surround or complement those players. They're going to help you be the best version of yourself. Monty is a terrific, he's an excellent coach. However, this is a this is a process where they're in a rebuild. They're in the they're in the middle of a rebuild. And right now they're going to need to figure that out. Who's going to be the guys are staying? Who's going to be the guys are going? Who are they going to commit to financially? Who is going to give them the identity or the culture in which you're looking for? And those are all internal questions. So we'll mm-hmm. see what our Detroit Pistons and are going to do. I think for your Detroit Pistons, the great position <laughs> they're in is because there's no expectations to win. They're clearly going to finish as one of the bottom teams. They have the chance now to give opportunities to players 
who would have a chance to break out. You know, so rather than trading for big name, big salary guys, if I was them, I'd be giving chances to guys with something to prove who can come in. And the main thing I'd be looking at acquiring is shooting because they need to surround Cade and Duran and Thompson with guys that can knock down that three ball reliably. Another question that's come in from my brother AP. He says, what have we learned from the contending teams? Who's real and who isn't? And I thought the best way to answer this question, BJ, is if we look at the top five teams in the standings in each conference right now, and you give me the two names that you think will be standing at the end of the conference finals, right? So in the oh. Eastern Conference, the Celtics, Magic, Bucks, Sixers, and Knicks, which oh. two teams do you think will be the last remaining? Well, I'm just going to stick with what I said at the beginning of the season. However, it's very hard not to have Philadelphia in there because they. This look, is, this is what I like right now for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's 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 really hard. However, at the beginning of the season, and you know my benchmark, right around 25 sort of games, I'm going to still say Boston and Milwaukee. Okay, I think those are the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, or I, I think I we'll be put, standing at the end. I would put the Sixers in. However, when you look at Embiid's game and how much it's predicated upon free throws for some of these huge scoring performances. If he doesn't get that same whistle in the playoffs, they could run into trouble. But this year they have as good a shot as any year they've had of getting to the NBA finals. I wouldn't be surprised if they were there. Um, but right now, the Zoics and the Bucks, I would love nothing more than the Magic to be there still. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> Over in the West, though, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Thunder, and the Suns. Two of those five teams right now. Who are the real contenders in the top five in the West? Wow, right that, 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 that's a tough one. Well, that, I got Denver. A... I got De- Jamal Murray just came back. I got Denver, right? They're the second place right. without their starting point. I think up. we can agree on that. I think we can agree on that. But, but I'm I... tempted to say Minnesota can be the dark horse in the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't right now. I'm just going to go right now. I'm just going to, I got to talk myself through this. Look, Minnesota has been terrific. I don't think Dallas has the depth, but they've they've been playing great. OKC, that's a big jump, right? You don't even also, get to also on Dallas, they had a very easy schedule to start the season. Yeah. Which factors I, I into them being a top three seed right now. OKC, um, they're still young. I'm, I'm, they, have they got yeah, the I'm not ready to say run. they were in the play-in last year. They didn't make the play, they, they didn't make the playoffs. However, that's a that's a massive jump. You go from going to the play in to the NBA finals. That's that's just yeah. that's just too much. That's, that's what, too much. Not so yet. I, I think they will be there in a few years, but right yeah, now I think they have a chance. Okay. Part of the journey. Um Phoenix, we haven't seen Phoenix's big three. You know, Sacramento, I'm still high on. Well, no, this um, is what I'm saying. It's like out of the the so called uh, contenders top. right now. So it's out of the top five right now. You, you know, um, You know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know why I keep coming back to this team. Well, so I, New Orleans makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're currently the eight seed, 10 and nine, but now CJ McCollum's back. By the way, Zion Williamson, remember when we did on Monday, who you watching this week? And I yeah, said, I'm watching the Pelicans and I'm watching right Zion. And then he I, comes I, out I, and drops 33. Is it 33 points on a hundred percent shooting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, the one he, to watch. So, I mean, okay, if Minnesota was playing New Orleans in a one through eight, like, is that like... Well, the health just worries me, though. 
Will this Pelicans team still be here at the end of the season? This is what I said. We're making a projection. If everyone is healthy, everyone, let's they got their team. You have your team. New Orleans, like I still don't see anyone that can match up with Zion and Brandon Ingram. Well, I, think I don't see anyone. Jaden McDaniels is a very good defender. And then you have two seven-foot guys, Rudy Gobert, who can protect the rim. Not so much Carl Anthony Towns to protect the rim, but there is size there around the basket area. Yeah. Even though he's not a great defender. Um, so you um, you have on I'm, paper. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then and then who's guarding Anthony Edwards? I mean, Trey Murphy's coming back tonight, so there's that. Well, but if if I'm if I I think Herb Jones has actually, about Herb Jones, and yep. I'm not saying anyone can guard Anthony Edwards. You know how I feel about Anthony Edwards. So right? so, you know so you. you've got right now in the Western Conference, the top two teams you think will be in the Conference Finals is the Nuggets and the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with the Pelicans. I don't even know I like why. It. And I, I, I'm just saying the Pelicans because they make me nervous mm-hmm. from a matchup. Like, okay, a seven-game series, you're going to be playing every other day or two, three days in between. I don't like that. Like, I want this team to be playing. I want to catch this team three games in four time, in four nights. I want to catch them on a back-to-back. You know what I mean? Like, now when everything is normal and everyone is, like, playing as far as an athletic matchup, Valanchunas, he may not be, you know, you may not hold him in the same regard as, um, um, what's that? I can't, uh, Jokic. Mm-hmm. However, he's capable. He's capable. I mean, he can. He's he's very capable. When I say capable, not of being Jokic, but of being a solid center. Jokic, Jokic has thirty. Okay, he has 18 and 12. He's capable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if you told me I'm going to get 18 and 10 or 12 from my center playing against Jokic, oh, I'll take it. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Right? As long it. as it, as long as he doesn't have five points and three rebounds in 30 something minutes, then now it's a now it's a mismatch. Mm. If he gives me 18 and 12, taking that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jokic is going to do Jokic. He's going to do his triple. But here's the thing. If Jokic is doing his thing, one of those other guys are going to be doing their thing. VI or Zion. And then you CJ. have CJ. You have they got they got they got they, they got, got a squad. nice they got squad. They got a nice team, provided they're all healthy and they're playing. I just I'm nervous with this team. So I'm gonna say New Orleans. Wow, I'm 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 saying New Orleans just because I don't know, I I I don't like the matchups playing in New Orleans if they're all healthy, mm-hmm. and I keep looking at their team and I keep going back and they give you glimpse like last night they give you a glimpse you're going, ah man Zion, mm-hmm. like Mo imagine having to how do you match up with a guy for four games you got to beat that guy four games in a row and he mm-hmm. plays, I mean Mo like that's a, that's a like I don't know who can match up with him. And then you got B.I. And then you got, you know, Al, 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 you know, your guy Alvarado is going to be coming in. And then you got C. And then you make Daniels. They got some really nice pieces, man. Nance is over there. Yep. Yeah, they, I mean, got they, got some, they got depth. They got depth. Okay, they got depth. So a really nice group. A team that you said doesn't have a lot of depth. Um, we have a question about Sean C. Wants to know. He says, B.J. always says that Luca. Until he decides what position he wants to defend, the Mavericks will not do anything. So what would Jason Kidd or any coach 
um, tell them that he expects rather than waiting for the players to decide? Do you think Jason Kidd should say to him, you're going to guard this position and that's well, you? That's a phenomenal. First of all, thank you for the question. You know, when you come into this league, you're, you're, you're exploring, you're trying to find out too. And one of the things is <laughs> when you have a great player like Luca. Now the expectations come. Okay, you you have a guy that you know can get 30 every night. Now with that, Mo, comes the responsibility because now you have to integrate your talent into the team's talent and the, the responsibility of winning and losing is going to fall on you, whether he wants that or not. So you got a guy who can win 30, you got a guy who can average 30 a night and then suddenly, Mo, they can't get to, they can't even get in the play-in game. Now, Mo, you had. Well, I mean, they did that on purpose to retain their draft pick under the protections they had. What? what I'm just, I'm just here stating the facts. Whatever they yeah, did it, and, they and did. And Luca expressed his frustration at them not yeah, letting what, him play and go out and try how, and win games. What, whatever they did, they did. I'm not. I, again, I try to stay on the court. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm saying here. it's not that they couldn't make the playing game. The organization took the choice to miss the play in and retain their draft pick. Whoever is responsible, the facts will remain. They didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't do it. Not that they couldn't do it. Well, well, again, I always caution people. These are not robots. This isn't a computer simulation where you just turn it on and turn it off. Just because you want to win a game doesn't mean you're going to win it. You've got to be out there to try and win it, though. Yes. And if okay. the organization doesn't let you go out there and try your best to win it, then. Okay. So that's a, that's another alternative way of looking at it. I'm just looking at what happened last year. They didn't make it for whatever the reason may be. Now, in saying that, when you have a player like Luca, who I think he's a first team all NBA player just a year ago, I think he was first team all NBA. Now, it comes with a responsibility of how can we put a winning team around him? He's one of the elite players. The reason I always stress defensively is because it isn't the coach's job to sell him on where he wants to defend. It's you come to a mutual understanding. Luca, what is the place that we can begin this process? Because once he settles in, wherever he settles in, it doesn't matter. I mean, he has the ball in his hand 90% of the time. Then we know where he's going to be operating at, right? He's going to be somewhere at the top of the of the you know of the floor and doing his thing, and they can run him to the post or wherever they want to do because of his versatility. At some point, he's got to commit to where he feels he can best incorporate his skill set. To the team, like yeah, but I think what Sean, what Sean is asking here is if he's not doing that and he's not well, committing, well, well, is it on the coach to tell him that it's time now and it's been enough years that he needs to do X Y Z? Mo, we all learn on our on our own accord. We all learn. Okay, <laughs> I had a coach. He used to always tell me. He he used to always say. When the student is ready, the teacher is going to show up. He's going to show up, Mo. Yep. 
<laughs> Mo, yeah. when you're ready, when Luca is ready, when Lu- it, it, this is a universal thing. This isn't like some. Bo, I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't care how many points you average, what you do. We're going to have to do this part of the game. And Luca understands this. Like, this isn't like a new, this isn't like a new, like, what I, I got to give him the responsibility. Trust me, I know Luca is a good defensive player. And you know how I know it? Because I watch it, I watch how he plays on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mo, he understands clearly the defensive principles <laughs> and what's required to be a good defensive yeah, player. Because he manipulates them all he game manip- long. He has the okay. Ball. <laughs> so <laughs> Mo, he clearly is a good defensive player. Clearly. Now, Mo. Offensive player. No, he's a good defensive player because Mo, every this is I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a little deep secret. To be a good offensive player, you have to really understand defense. Yes. To be, but that doesn't amazing, automatically make you a great defense no, no, player. No, 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 Mo. I didn't say it. now to play defense. You got to give effort and you got to give energy. That's your choice. There is no way, Mo, you can be an amazing offensive player without understanding defense. How does he know how to keep create that separation if what I'm saying is not true? And he's mm-hmm. doing this in real time. He un- he's seen every defensive scheme known to mankind. <laughs> so, Mo, he understands not only what the primary defensive guy is doing, he's so good, Mo, he understands what the team is doing, and he still gets 30. Mm-hmm. So now, Mo, it's just a matter of him saying, this is what I'm going to do. Whenever he's ready to do it, I'm, I'm going to give him that respect. Why? He's earned that. So it's not like he doesn't know it. Okay, just let me know when you're ready to do it. It's like my own kids. I, I know you know how to clean your room. Just when you're ready to do it, do it. It's all only thing that only thing I'm asking you to do is give me the effort and the energy necessary. Now, th- he knows I can I I can see the way he plays. He knows. However, when are we going to all commit and put our and put both feet in the door in the circle of trust? I should say, and commit to it. And, uh, that's that's the big question. I mean, well, it's, it's you got thirty a night. You can put you can about put that in pen every night with him. Mo, clutch. We got a guy who's clutch. We got a guy who can finish. We got a guy who's going to demand a double and triple team every night. Mo, you cannot guard him in single coverage. Mm-hmm. He's an, an amazing passer. He can rebound the basketball. He can play through contact. He can play on the post. He can play on the perimeter. He can play screen roll. He can play. He, Mo, he can do everything you want to do. So what is the next thing that he has to do you know it it was a real funny thing that really made me laugh I actually I thought of you when the game Jokic got thrown out against our against our Detroit Pistons Pistons. yeah your Detroit Pistons and he gets thrown out of the game and after the game 
it was, I don't know, they were joking and Jokic says, yeah, I got thrown out because something about, he was making fun of himself on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. And he said something to the fact, yeah, I got thrown out and we were a better defensive team because I wasn't there. And, you know, of course. Yeah, it's self-deprecating, Dima. We love yes. it. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he understands what it takes, you know, yes, of course he's going to get his triple-double. He's somewhere near that every single night. He probably could do it every night if he really wanted to. Mm -hmm. The fact, Mo, that he knows and that he said that, in humor, I thought, wow, this guy now, it's just, now he's just, he's just playing it in the yeah. elite. And, and, and Luca similarly loves to make jokes about Duncan and being athletic because he's not as athletic as some of his teammates. Yeah. And the fact that Jokic said that, I can't remember, I wish I could remember that, but it was really funny, actually. The fact that he said that and he understands that and you're going, man, that's, that's like incredible when you're, when you're best player. Because Luca is their best player. And when he is ready to do that, the team will, they'll take right up. Mo, this guy is unbelievable. And that's why I, I just kind of like sit back on Dallas. It's because you look at their record now. They're in the what, top four or five top, right top now? Three. Right? They're top, top three, three right now. But it's been an easy schedule. So yes, so, you've got to but, factor but we'll that see. in. But I thought that was a great question though. Great yeah, question. Shout out to Sean C. Um, another question we have here. Uh, from Laws. Uh, shout out to Laws, by the way, who sent in her top podcast of the year. I saw that tweet last night. Big up Thank to you. yourself. Thank you. Um, awesome graphic designer. I think I saw some of her artwork. But she says, what do you think is a realistic and beneficial trade route for this current Bulls team? Oh, wow. Well, these are like tough questions. God, hey, these we are got real the best listeners in the world because yeah, we got the best show in the world. Yeah, that is... Incredible. Well, thank you for that question. Again, this is another. We need we need another podcast to answer that. Well, at, at some me, point, we're gonna just need to move me to Los Angeles and just do like a live stream every day, or, and then and then that's just or, gonna be it. Oh, I don't think LA can handle you. You know, I don't think LA can. <laughs> uh, trust me, trust, trust me, BJ. LA knows how to handle me. <laughs> well i don't want to go there back to back to the regular scheduled program um well i think the bulls have to do the following the bulls are going to have to make a decision on what's the what is the direction of this team are they going to rebuild or are they going to continue to try to you know build around demar derozan if they decide to trade, oh, this ship Zach has sailed, BJ. Let whoa, me make whoa, the decision, whoa, whoa. For, decision them. for them. Call Jerry. Oh, okay. Call okay. Jerry. Let him know Mo's coming to town. I'm making well, a decision I, because okay. even if you do want to build against around Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic, I've said this before last week and the week before and the week before. It's not winning you a championship unless okay. you're bringing in Giannis or Jokic or LeBron James in a time machine. Who are you bringing in next to DeRozan and Vucevic to win an NBA championship? Who? Well, again, these are the decisions they're going to have to make. And then that will be the determining factor on what direction or what are they going to do. Now, if you decide to trade Zach Levine, you decide to trade Vucevic, if you decide to trade... DeMar DeRozan didn't do what you're saying. 
suddenly now you got to ask the question, does the coach want to go through this rebuild? Okay, so this is a major question for them. And this is a major step for this organization because, Mo, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. You might turn just into the you, Pistons. You, 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 sell, <laughs> you sell yourself on, okay, we're going we're gonna to go through this rebuild and we're going to build and we're going to get the draft. Mo, let me tell you something. Winning is very difficult in this league. Okay, BJ, they're currently five and fourteen. I would like to say this: I Whoa. think that they my would Pistons have. My Pistons have only won two games. Yeah, They've I know. won twice as many games as my Pistons, oh. so it's not guaranteed. Okay, that just because you go through the rebuild that it's going to work. But I know for a fact, the fan base of the Chicago Bulls would rather have a rebuilding team with two wins than a team that is delusionally viewed as a contending squad by the ownership <laughs> or management or whoever and have five wins. Five well, wins and 14 losses. BJ is zero degrees, but this make my head hot. I'm going to have to take off the hat because this is insane to me. Okay, cool. You've got this squad. You're going to trade Zach Levine. Are you going to get a player back, back, back better than Zach Levine? I don't think so. Okay, so now you trade Zach Levine away. You might win a few more games. You're still not making the playoffs. You're still not making the play in. You don't have your draft picks because you traded them for Nikola Vucevic. So now wh where are you? With nothing. So you may as well trade all your guys for draft picks. Do what OKC have done. Look at how they're flourishing now. Do what the Detroit Pistons are trying to do. Because even though you have two wins, you've got Jalen Duran, you've got Kay Cunningham, you've got Asar Thompson, who are three great foundational building blocks for the future. The Chicago Bulls have zero great building blocks for the future. Look at this team five years from now. If they don't rebuild now, what are you going to have happen? What are you going to have happen here? Dorado Rosen goes and retires. Vucevic well, is old. Zach Levine gets this, old. Then, then what do you got? You got no draft picks. You got no young players. And you're still praying that Patrick Williams and Kobe White become superstars overnight. It's just never going to happen. Like, okay, we saw it okay. last year. We saw it year before. This, I've had enough of, of this delusion and, 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 of like, and, 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 we're trying to compete. And you're trying to sell the fan base on the idea of we're trying to... Lonzo Ball is not walking through that door. And oh, even if oh, he is, oh, 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 and even oh. if he is, it's not going to be the Lonzo Ball that we saw when this team was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference for about three months when they first put this team together. It's not going to be the same Lonzo. So what are we waiting for here? What are we waiting for here? If we're the Chicago Bulls, what's what are we magically? Are we magically going to have something happen that overnight Patrick Williams becomes prime Kawhi Leonard? It's not going to happen. Is not mm. going to happen. Not this year, not next year, not the year after. This team is in the mud. And there's no way out of the mud. So just embrace the mud. Get down there with the Pistons. Get your two wins and then go get a draft pick and then keep going. That's that's it. Okay. That's it. I, 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 thank you. Tell me thank the other you. option. So say you okay. keep these guys. Who are you trading? Give me an example of a trade that you could trade Zach Levine for that's going to help this squad win. Well, well, again, Mo, I, I'm not into when you when you start looking at teams and people start building their teams. Okay. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. However, I remember the Chicago Bulls doing something where they have some draft protections or traded some draft picks and they did some things. Okay. Maybe you can look it up as I'm talking. 
Now, Mo, there's a there there are a lot of things that we have to consider when you make these decisions. You're going to be a GM someday. You can't start just trading people with the idea of I'm just trading everybody and push the reset button. Like that's not how this works. So you got to consider what you're doing. Now, I, again, I don't know what their what their draft picks. So they have. Is. Portland's first round pick, which will not convey because it's protected one through 14. So that won't convey from Portland. They have their own draft pick this year, but next year, I believe the Orlando Magic have the Chicago Bulls draft pick. And then the Bulls have their own picks from 2026 onwards. So okay. just get a jump on the rebuild. So what, you don't so, have your pick so next year. So clearly, okay, so you're going to be bad with no draft pick. That's not a good thing. Okay. Counterpoint. The Brooklyn Nets currently are they better or worse than Chicago Bulls? How, how, how what are you saying? Better or worse? Are right now, right so now they're a better team if, than Chicago so, Bulls. Right? So are the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. Nets better than the San Antonio Spurs? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. The just, just roll with me here. The Brooklyn okay. Nets are better than Chicago Bulls right now, right? Okay, their record is better. The Brooklyn Nets were terrible and didn't have any draft picks because Boston had their draft picks. Yet somehow. In that time that has passed between then and now, in the last five, six years, the Brooklyn Nets have won more games than the Chicago Bulls. They've had more perceived success than the Chicago Bulls. And then what? Okay. And also, I know the Chicago Bulls are not going to go into luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 I it, there's, there's a lot to consider. All I'm saying is I'm not arguing to say in the end, that is not the best option. However, we must bring all... It's the, the only option, though. Well, because I, I, because tell me, what is the other option? What is the alternative okay. here? Okay. Uh, again, again, for me, if I'm working with these teams, if I'm working there, and let's say I was named whatever, and I'm suddenly become an executive there. Well, first of all, the first thing I got to do is properly evaluate the situation. Like, Mo, clearly, clearly the problem is, the, the problem is this. What has given us that who are, what has given us as the experts, right? You and I are, we're experts and we're saying, hey, I think the Bulls can be okay this year. I, I don't think anyone said they're going to be in last place. I think, hey, they, it could be somewhere, best case scenario. The NBA five. is better to be in last place than in the middle ground. Okay. But Mo, when they made the financial commitment, when they made these financial commitments to everyone that they made, being in last place was not the option. No. That, first, we could say what they need to do. However, let's say what they did. They committed to Lonzo. They committed to Caruso. They, um, so Levine, say Lon DeRozan, yeah, yeah, DeRozan, DeRozan yeah. they, they, they committed to Vucevic. They committed to these people. Okay. So Mo, clearly they committed with the idea that at least we can get to the playoffs or to play in or somewhere around there. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, got okay, to that. Okay. they could have, if they had taken DeMar DeRozan's daughter mm -hmm. to, uh, to the second playing game last year, they could have won that. But okay. Okay. So Mo. Okay. So clearly Mo, clearly they had an expectation. 
which to me, I, I, I okay, I can, I can, I can buy with that. Those are good players. For whatever the reason, Mo, whatever the reason, which you and I are just watching from afar, it has not worked out for them. It has right. not worked out for them at all. Okay. Arguably, it's been probably one of the toughest things or toughest parts of the schedule thus far, probably in Billy Donovan's tenure there. Now, if you remember last year, Mo, they had the same fall off until Patrick Beverly comes there and suddenly his defense, in my opinion, it was just his defensive presence, mm -hmm. gave them a little boost. Suddenly they were playing different. They were a different team and things turned around for them. They elected not to sign Patrick Beverly back. And to me, he was the only reason <laughs> why that thing changed around. To me, he gave them an identity. They elected not to sign him. Maybe he didn't want to come back there. Maybe they thought, I remember they signed someone. I can't remember. Javon they Carter. Got Javon Carr, they got Tory Craig. Craig. Okay. So like on paper, they had decent yeah. enough pieces. They might not be Patrick Beverly, but they had decent enough pieces. But, but again, leadership is important. And I know it's one of those things we can't measure. However, locker room presence and all of those things are important. And right now, Mo, when you watch this team play, they're not playing together as a group. It's not because they don't have the talent. See, that's the thing that I am not quick. Sometimes, Mo, you just, things don't work out for you. Now, I don't know from afar, and I got to be, I got to be very transparent. I don't know what the real issue is because it's not a talent issue. Like, if you look at some teams, you go, you know, they just don't have the talent or they're an inexperienced team. You know what I mean? Or injuries was not. No, Mo, they have the talent. Mo, those guys are all-stars. Mm. Vucevic is a former all-star. Zach Levine, all-star. DeRozan. DeRozan, all-star. Caruso, he's on the all-defensive team. Yep. So, so He's Mo, one of the best defenders it. in the NBA right now. So that's what I'm saying. So, Mo, what is going on here? Say what you want to. Billy Donovan is a Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame collegiate coach. So, Mo, I'm saying I think it's important before we just blow the thing up just because those are really good players. And if you're going to get rid of really good players, you better be getting some really good stuff in return because yeah. you're not just going to replace DeMar DeRozan. Okay. You're not just going to replace Vucevic and Caruso well, and all his, these guys. Here's the question, though. DeMar DeRozan's on an expiring contract. He's a free agent this summer. Yeah. If this team doesn't even make the play-in, a player at the age of, how old is DeMar now, 34, his last chance to come and maybe try and win an NBA championship, will he resign in Chicago? Because if you don't trade him, you run the risk of him leaving for absolutely nothing. We've got another question here. Zubair said, should the Spurs trade for a cheaper star player to help Wemby a.k.a. a reunion with DeMar DeRozan, who would take away some touches, relieve a lot of pressure on Wemby, too. Um, I know we're talking about the Bulls, but that's that's a question that we've had sent in about a potential next home or return to his former team for DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio. But do you see DeMar DeRozan returning to the Chicago Bulls if he stays there till the end of the season? You mean returning to the San Antonio Spurs? No, no, no. Do you see oh, him really? staying with the Bulls if, absolutely, if they don't absolutely. trade him? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do. 
Why? Because they probably probably they can pay them more than anyone else. Mm. It's it's business. This isn't say what you okay. want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say so, what you want to say. So so everybody so now says he's thirty five years yeah. old, and now you're paying yes. him more than anyone else would be prepared to offer him on a free agent market. That doesn't bring you any closer to actually competing in the NBA. Let's consider all of the things and say, okay, now can we sign and trade him? That's an option. Can we see what the market is going to offer him before we come in? There are a lot of options that you have. It may not be the options we want to hear. However, right now the Bulls are the best financial option for him. Now, how many times do you hear players? Well, it's not about the money. It's about winning. Okay. All right. That's it. You can say that too. That's, that's a, that's a sale. You can go that. However, at 35 years of age, You want to find the combination where you can achieve both. You can win and you can get paid. That's that's just the bottom line. Now, everyone can say what they want to say. The Chicago Bulls are the best financial option for DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. that's, now, I think DeMar DeRozan, as far as the San Antonio situation, at some point here, Mo, a formula that has worked in the NBA since the beginning of time is if you're going to have a big there has to be an elite level guard that's going to deliver him the ball. Yeah. Okay. Now an elite level guard who can play the game and attack the basket and play downhill. I feel like I'm in a broken record this yeah, week. Yeah. We heard this about four up. times this week. We ain't yes. going in this circle yeah, again. Yeah. We know so, what you're going to say. But, but if you're going to, if you're going to have Wimbenyama, Wimbenyama has shown the ability to play over the top of the defense. Now, at some point, this experiment, the great experiment, the pop experiment with these six, Jeremy Sohana uh, at point guard. Okay, that's fine. That's great. You you are without question. Let's uh, let's 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 put, let's say this here. All of those young players who are currently playing there for the Spurs should be thanking Greg Popovich because they're getting an opportunity every single night to compete and develop. And, and. Here's the thing that I don't think people are understanding with the Sohan experiment at point guard. And I think you mentioned this in a previous show. He may not become a point guard, but when he goes back to play under two or the three, he'll he will now player. have better passing, better court yes. vision, better IQ Absolutely. than Absolutely. he would have anyway. And here's the thing. Wemby is that good that this might be San Antonio's last chance for a really high draft pick. So maybe... It's a good idea to keep rolling with this experiment, even though the numbers are saying it's not working and you should have Jones sign the point guard rather than so on. But maybe this is by design because it might be your last chance at acquiring a top pick. Maybe. I'm not well, saying that they're tanking. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe it's he, it's your he, last chance because if you put Wemby out there and you add some solid veterans to that team, they can make the play in. I can't see how it does. Listen. listen. You can attack this however you want to attack it. What is what is understood by, I think, everyone who's watched the San Antonio Spurs this year? They have a top five player. <laughs> okay. In the league. In the league. Okay. Top five player in the league he's right now. League. Yeah, he's a top five talent right now. He's not a top five player yet. Yeah. Okay, he's a top cool. five talent. I was about to okay. say. Yeah, he's not a top, he's not a top five player yet. He's a top five talent for sure. Okay. With growth, development, and all of those things, whenever that comes, 
this kid will be in the MVP conversation for many years to come, provided he's healthy and he continues on his on his journey. That's undeniable. That's undeniable. Now, if they're going to build a team with any sustainability, Mo, right? Because this is what you're going to have to do. Once you get this great player, you're going to at least need two or three guys where you can draft this guy and be able to retain his services with the salary cap. There's no way to do it, Mo, unless you draft the players. You need a minimum of two two of those guys. Yep. Maybe a third guy you yep. can get in free I was going to say, if you can get three, though, you know, you three, Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond. Okay, but you don't want to go through how they did that with Steph because Steph had injuries at the beginning. Yeah, he didn't even know if he's going to. So really you're looking at two. two. Absolutely. This is what I'm saying. Like everyone wants to say what you need to do. This young man, Steph Curry, his career, he didn't even know if he was going to be able to play. At one stage of yep. his career. And, and he was winning MVP, making $11 okay. million, dollars million dollars a year. And now, and now Max players are making 60. 60. Like, okay, okay, cool. Okay, okay. Now, let's hope that that doesn't happen to Wimbenyama because selfishly, Mo, we want to see how good this young man is going to be. Mm-hmm. I want to sit here 10 years from now going, Mo, remember when he came in? Because we could be saying, Mo, five or 10 years from today, we're perhaps seeing one of, or if not, the greatest player to ever play because he is going to be that unique. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he will. There's a long play. way to go, but if he, but if he had to he, place the bet, if he, if he's healthy and he continues on his, and he, if what, what you're seeing. Okay. If what you're seeing now, you can say, I'm pretty confident. I can say, man, a couple pounds here, a <laughs> couple pounds there, mm-hmm. a little post-up game here. Mo, that's an easy 27, 12, 6, and 5 or 6 blocks on a, on an average night for him. Mm-hmm. Mo, that would be an average night for him. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's just his average. Now, what's it going to look like when he has one of those games? So, well, what I'm saying is this kid has a chance, and we're, we're, we can witness this, provided he's healthy, da-da-da. So, at the very least, the Spurs, in my opinion, they are in what I call the developmental stage of his career. They have to allow him to develop. Just go out there and play. And all the rest of the players, they've decided to do the same thing with because their record is three and whatever. However, no one can deny this. They're going to all benefit because of this. Yes. Because I can assure you this one, in talking around the players in the league and talking around People recognize that, man, I got to go play for the Spurs if I'm going to win a championship. He's going to be that player. If he's healthy, trust me, there's going to be a player that's going to be like, man, I'm going to go down there and play with Wim Benyama. Mm-hmm. That's no, no question about it. So they have to get another draft pick. Why, Mo? You need two of those guys. It's not even guaranteed that that guy is even in next year's draft. However, Mo... They know they need that guy, but whoever they commit to, when I say commit to, they know they're going to have to commit to a high-level guard. Yes. That's a fact, Mo. That's a, that's, a, that's a fact. And whoever that guard may be, I don't know who that guard is going to be, whether they get him in free agency, whether they get him in a trade, 
whether they get them in the draft. So right now, Mo, it is important that you develop those other players. Why? Because if one of those players develops, that might be the trade piece that's necessary to get that player. Or as we like to say here, that disgruntled player, because that is the <laughs> everybody's looking for that disgruntled star. OK, so they have to do this, in my opinion. Because everything is on the board. The only thing that's not on the board is, is Victor Wimbenyama. Yeah. Everything else is on the board. Okay, the final question here is from 21 Quakes or 21K Wakes. I'm not sure how to pronounce that out loud. But he says, what do you think of the on-season tournament so far and how would you improve it if it needs improving at all? The other day I mentioned, uh, I, you know, the group stage yeah. was kind of confusing. We should have just done a division. The biggest improvement I would make if I was Adam Silver is I would personally invite Mo Mutsi and BJ Armstrong to Las Vegas to oh, commentate okay. the semifinals and finals of the in-season tournament. That is yes. the biggest improvement, in my humble opinion, that the NBA can make. What do you think, BJ? And once they invite us to the game, they should require that Mo actually comes to the game. Because I'm I'm, just, I'm sure Mo just wants to go to Vegas. I've been, I, I've been to <laughs> Vegas. <Yeah>. BJ... <laughs> I'm about my business. I ain't playing no games. I'm there to work. Everything else can wait till after work. I will be there no matter what. Been to Vegas. Don't worry about that. Okay, don't worry about that. Been to okay. Vegas. I know. Um, I know what I'm letting myself in for. But I, you know, well, watching this tournament, I mean, it's been interesting, and I think it's a, I think it's a win for the NBA from this standpoint. People are talking about it. Yeah, I don't think people really understand it. No, but even me and you, who who yeah, watch yeah, every game, watch game and talk about this all day, every day, it the, the okay. group thing mm -hmm. and the leaving the two points. games off the schedule, it just yeah, yeah, made no yeah. sense. But I'm yeah. here for the drama. Yeah, but and, and but, shout out to the stats guys who tweet. Oh, if the, yeah. if this team scores twelve more points, then they get through as a wild card. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out uh, to you guys, the real MVPs. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, but I do. Look. I knew, and the reason I say it was a win, I was, I, I had a, I had a breakfast meeting yesterday, and this fan, a woman, she comes up, and she recognized me, and she's, hey, how you doing? You know, da da da, and and she goes, I think those courts that they that the NBA are playing on now, I think they're really cool. She goes, I don't watch a lot of NBA, but it was really cool. Now, when she said that, I go, that's a win. Mm -hmm. Mo, that's a, that comment alone to me said it was a win. She didn't say the tournament was good. She didn't say who yeah, was going to it, Vegas. So the reason why they're designed like that is for when people are flicking channels, when they flick past the NBA, they have to go back and be like, hold on a minute. Why is the floor purple? The floor right why is the yes. floor green? That's why they're designed mm -hmm. like that, to catch people's eyes. So the fact that people are talking about it and it's November is a win. So bravo to the NBA, mission accomplished. And now let's see who wins it and then let's promote it and then see what happens next year. I Absolutely. think it's a win for the NBA. I Do I get all the, like I saw the coaches and, the, and your Celtics and the Bulls and he's got to explain to him why he's trying to beat him by 30 points. Like yep. that to me was, that says it all. <laughs> Don't take it that personally, it Billy all. Donovan. This is winning yeah, problems. Yeah, this is. And, you don't know and, about this. This yeah, is winning so, problems. So, that, so that, 
that was that was it for me yeah awesome mr silver if you're listening i will make myself available to come to vegas in a couple of weeks you just let me know just send a jet i'll be there you could even send an easy jet or the ride and i'll be there don't matter to me oh i'm gonna be there i'm gonna find a way i need to find a way you know what i'm saying you do this show imagine this show live in vegas courtside at the end season come on man they're ready for that they're ready for that listen another week in the books i appreciate you bj and i appreciate each and every one of you who's submitting a question to the discord and each and every one of you who tunes in even if it's for just one show a week if it's for shows every day we appreciate and love each and every one of you thank you so much for supporting us we'll be back on monday parking lot perry you know the vibes and uh <laughs> bj have a good weekend let's hope uh, let's hope your pistons can come up with some answers over the weekend and uh, all right we'll see, let's go. We'll see what let's happens go. let's go subscribe apple youtube spotify and wherever you get your podcasts and most importantly get buckets